Hello, my fellow neighbors, to another episode of Ocean Avenue, a podcast where we talk about adult animated comedies. <laughs> and I'm your host, Donnie. On this episode, we're going to talk about Bob's Burgers, Season 14, Episode 5, Running Down a Jean, and Simpsons, Season 35, Episode 5, Thirst Trap, A Corporate Love Story. There was no new Family Guide episode this week. And then at the end, we're going to have a wrap-up where I compare the two shows and pick the best of the night. Before we get this episode started, let's take a quick break and we come back. We're going to start the night off with Bob's Burgers. Welcome back. Hopefully you got your costume ready for Halloween if you're celebrating. <laughs> so uh, here's uh, the rundown for Bob's Burgers Season 14, Episode 5, Running Down a Jean. It starts off with Gene being upset that he forgot the song that was in his dream. He recounts what happened in his dream in hopes that he will be able to regain the song he lost. He wants to retrieve it so that he can enter it in a contest. In a side story, we get Linda freaking out over a cricket. She is doing everything she can to remove it from her home. Gene is at lunch and talks to regular size Rudy and he suggests to do everything he did the day before recreate it and maybe he'll get his dream back and then get the song that he had in his dream. Linda is still freaking out over the cricket and Louise suggests that she and Tina can get rid of it and Linda offers them $10 if they were able to remove the cricket. Gene goes to bed early and once again tries to recreate the dream. He was unable to and begins to talk to Mr. Ambrose at the library. He introduces lucid dreaming to Gene as a solution to his problem. Lucid dreaming is being able to control your dreams. Gene begins searching for tips on how to do it. When we get back, Louise and Tina are covering the floor with traps to get the cricket and Linda doesn't care how long or how many traps there are as long as the cricket is gone. Bob is worried about getting ants. <laughs> that was really funny. Gene goes to bed once again and starts having flashes of dreams and starts writing things down on a notepad by his bed. In hopes of being able to control his dreams, and what happens in his dreams. He realizes that it's working and he feels that Mr. Ambrose is a freaking genius for introducing this technique to him. The Belcher sisters can't catch the cricket again. Bob says if he didn't spend all this time trying to get that fabled song, he could have written his own new song, but Gene doesn't like that idea. Gene goes back to sleep and is slowly being able to control his dreams. Meanwhile, Tina and Louise are still checking traps for the cricket. Gene mentions on breakfast that he is so close but he's unable to reach the song in his dreams and the deadline for the song is tomorrow and he doesn't know what to do. Linda is giving up on the girls and is planning to get an exterminator. She gives a deadline of today or she's calling the exterminator. The kids are back with Mr. Ambrose and they're explaining their problems and he gives Tina and Louise information on crickets and tells Jean to take time and relax. The girls, now armed with new information, have invaded the house with more traps. Jean is once again off to bed and eventually figures out the song and he sings it to his family and they don't really like it and he says they're all saying it in a very supportive way and then he realizes that it stinks and he screams, my subconscious is a total beehole," which really made me laugh. That was so funny. Uh, Gene is upset and is uh, wasn't, <laughs> and that it wasn't good as Bob. Uh, okay, Gene is upset that it wasn't good, and Bob mentions it's because 
that it was a dream song and that it wasn't going to be great because he didn't do any energy in it. He feels that if he actually tried to make a song, it would be great. Tina and Louise make a fake cricket in hopes that the cricket would fall for it and get trapped. Gene gets inspired and sings a very emotional song about chasing your dreams. And I've heard it already like five times already. I really enjoyed it. The girls caught the cricket and put it in... A Put it, they caught the cricket in a different trap and put it in the dummy cricket jar. They earn the $10 and they begin cleaning the apartment. Gene performs his new song to his family and Gene is super proud of it and the family agrees it's amazing. Gene didn't send it to the contest because he feels that he will lose her rights to it and he feels that it would be amazing. He then eats one of the mints off the floor. <laughs> the ending credits is a mix of all the songs that he mentioned previously. And here are my thoughts on the episode. I thought the story was super adorable. I loved everything about it. I love that Gene was struggling to find something that in his dream that he lost. Sometimes I have the same problem. I normally just leave a voice memo on my phone and then I re-listen to it the next day if it's something I really need to remember. And usually I go and listen to it and it's something weird or dumb and then I delete it. Occasionally, I do find a really good idea and I do use it, but that's very rare. Probably 1 out of 10 or 15 times I do that. I don't think I would go to the extent Gene did to get all of these uh, like lucid dreaming things to recapture something that I lost in a dream. But I do like that Mr. Ambrose, even though he's very creepy, did help Gene out and he was able to reclaim that song, even though it wasn't very good. I don't like his I don't like Mr. Ambrose's whispering voice I find it very sinister even though he's a non-threatening character and his device sometimes leads to funny outcomes it's just he just gives a vibe I guess it's because of the Halloween episode that he did with Tina I think it was um Tina Witch or something like that and uh I always kind of got like creepy vibes from him since then and I don't know why it's just one of those songs the cricket size story was great I kind of wish they would have made it more intense but that would have distracted the main story, so I understand why they did that and they toned it down there. I love how Bob mentions early in the episode that Gene could just write a song instead of trying to get one from his dream. And it would probably would have ended up being better, but he refused. But in the end of the episode, he actually does do that and creates a beautiful song. The song gets an A for me as I found it charming, sweet, and very true. Bob sleeps... <laughs> people sleep on Gene because... Like I put that pun intended and I feel like this episode really shows that he can carry an episode, deliver jokes and emotions in one episode. As well, he's just as good as any other character on the show, even though I know most of his episodes don't rate as high as other episodes of the series, but I feel like this was a really good episode. I give this episode a 9 out of 10. I would It would have gotten a perfect score if it had more jokes. The story was new and fresh for the show, even though it's a very common one in most other shows, such as The Simpsons had a lucid dream episode not even a few weeks ago. So it does feel a little bit like a redo in my mind because of that. And this episode was far better than that episode was overall, if you compare the two. The Cricket Size story was also very solid, so no points could be docked for that. So <laughs> up next is The Simpsons. Here's a summary for The Simpsons Season 35, Episode 5, Thirst Trap, A Corporate Love Story. In the beginning of the episode, we have Persephone 
introducing her new desalinizing water device and she is having an interview with Lisa. Lisa is absolutely impressed by her invention and feels it could change the world. We get a little backstory about Persephone and why her business is called Lifeboat. Persephone tells Lisa that she just needs help with financing to push her company further. Lisa said she doesn't know anyone with that kind of money other than Mr. Burns, who warns, she warns her that do not get involved with him. Of course, the opposite happens and we have Persephone trying to woo Mr. Burns. The whole episode is done in a documentary format, almost like The Office. It is very distracting at first and kind of played out. In the end, Persephone and Mr. Burns get married. Soon after getting married, she begins to use his money and power plant as a way to springboard her business. Lisa, in the meantime, is proud that she is now a high-powered CEO. Things start to get suspicious when no one is allowed to drink the water she claims have to have been treated. She insists everyone could steal her trademark secrets if they drink it, which is crazy. Homer and the power plant employees have a different culture at work and some employees are getting fired for standing up and releasing information about the company. Little by little, things are unraveling at the power plant slash lifeboat company when Lenny reveals that the water is treated with a jab flavoring. Jab is like their version of tab soda. The water is actually just flavored, um, the flavoring that masks the salt water and it's dangerous. Throughout the documentary, we have Persephone attempting to take uh, take over it and trying to spin the negative narrative around her into a positive. Eventually, Lisa realizes the truth and things take a turn for Persephone. Mr. Burns realizes she is all smoke and mirrors and asks for a divorce. Mr. Burns actually wins her friends in the settlement and in the end, it seems like Mr. Burns is okay with the divorce, but in the last scene, we learn he's actually depressed and misses her. Well, this episode started off really weak. I wasn't really impressed with it at all. I missed the days when the show was about a middle class family dealing with life and not all of this like, hey, we're cool and edgy because we do these things and being corporate and all of that. I really don't like that. I think that the whole uh, incorporation of technology is very clunky on the show versus like Bob's Burgers Incorporation feels more organic and grounded in reality as opposed to The Simpsons where it's becoming more fantastical as each se season passes. It's getting a little like, just a little strange. It's not a, it's not feeling real anymore. Like not real, but it doesn't feel like it's attainable in in a universe. Like I feel like they're just just doing whatever. For example, here's Lisa interviewing a CEO. Why is this considered normal? It feels too disconnected for reality for me. Anyways, as this episode progresses we learn that Persephone is just another cookie cutter evil CEO villain, a character we've had over and over and over and over. She is just like many others who try to wrangle Mr. Burns for money and power or monetary or celebrity gain. It's nothing original or fun and for most of the episode I feel like it literally didn't matter what was happening as you can see what the ending was going to be in your mind. There were funny gags throughout the episode, but nothing that were really chuckle worthy. When I read the plot summary, I was really excited and I thought it was going to be a really funny episode and it just never got there. I gotta say that we did learn a lot about the lifeboat system and also about tab or should I say jab flavoring. I thought that was pretty clever of using something that did exist at one point and incorporating it into the episode. I want more of that. 
I also like the fake out of the class drinking the lifeboat water and disintegrating into dust. Pretty funny. The ending with Mr. Burns fronting that everything's okay, but in the inside he was actually sad and it served a great purpose. He does have feelings and it's unusual. It's an unusual ending for his character who is normally unaffected by anything. He just goes on with his day like he normally does being evil, but this is one of the first times where it ended with him not truly succeeding or being a, not you know being immune to what actually happened in the episode. I give this episode a 6 out of 10. It was just under average for me. I would have given it higher marks, but because of the ending, I mean I would have, I gave it higher marks because of the ending and a few decent jokes that were throughout the episode, but it didn't I didn't score a higher number because the generic plot, rehashed story points, and convoluted side story. So here's the wrap up for tonight. Tonight the clear winner is Bob's Burgers. They had an original for the show idea tonight. They gave us a lot to think about with Gene's song. We learned a little bit about crickets and how to capture them. Linda really drove that the story drove the story along in that side story plot, and it was a riot. Gene gave us a heartwarming song with in a fun time. The Simpsons just didn't have the punch tonight that I wanted from them. This idea was reused many times, even though the ending did truly save it from being a bad episode, it just wasn't enough to warrant a second watch. I've already seen the Gene episode three times and heard the song five times. If that doesn't tell you how much I loved it, I don't know what else could. <laughs> so uh, now that I got all of my, uh, what do you call that, my outline read through and I did all this uh, very quickly, I, I gotta say, when I think of the, I know like sometimes I get messages, people saying like, well, why, why, what do you think of the Simpsons now compared when they originally came out and stuff like that? And I gotta say, I feel, I mean, the Simpsons is progressively getting better, but if you're looking at like basically it, the entire series as like a, a chart, you have like peak Simpsons in between like uh, about season five you're going to have this huge spike and then it's just a slow but steady drop down and then just a light spike going up in the last couple seasons where it's getting better. It's more watchable, but there's nothing here in the last couple years that really truly gets the magic of what they were previously. And you are going to have to like understand that the show is now in eras. Basically, we have the uh, the golden era which was the first 10 or so years. And then the okay era, where I would say be silver era, was right after that. And then we have the bronze, or not even the bronze, it's really bad. We'll just say the Twilight Zone era, where we don't know what was happening. There was a lot of fantastical moments in, the, in those seasons. And then now we're getting more into like the bronze era, where it's like, it's better than those episodes, but still not as good as how much how they were previously. And I think the main reason why it's not as good as how it used to be is that they're doing episodes like this where they're focusing on technology and uh, trying to be hip and cool, which is not why people watch The Simpsons. They're watching The Simpsons for like a Bob's Burgers-esque kind of storyline where it's heartwarming and thought-provoking and exciting, stuff like that. Not necessarily like haha laughs left and right, because there were episodes in the early episodes that weren't like hilarious, but they were really funny 
and thought-provoking, and that was a memorable positive mark for them. As opposed to this episode, which was very bland, not I mean, it just felt like AI wrote it. I know I've been saying that a lot, but I don't know if they are actually AI writing these things, but I feel like they're using AI in, in some capacity because it just feels like they took a lot of story points from previous episodes and rehashed them into this episode. It didn't feel like it was connected in a way that felt organic. When you watch today's, if you already watched it, the Gene episode tonight, it had a thorough, well-written story. You may not have liked it, or you may have loved it. You know, you may have loved it. It really depends on your taste level. Maybe you don't like the slower, more, you know, thought-provoking episodes like this one where they're trying to explain, like, how desperate Gene wanted to use this song that was in his mind and he thought was great but in reality wasn't very good he wasted a lot of his time where he could have written an amazing song even though the song in the end was great imagine how much better it would have been if he had more time to write it it really made you think because that was a lot of you know well-written dialogue it wasn't just things thrown in on this and uh, here sometimes when you're watching the simpsons the backgrounds are really distracting if you ever watch the show and you see like they, they started doing this in the past like three or so years where there's a conversation happening between two characters and they know it's kind of like the slow point on the episode so they'll have like a random rocket go in the background or someone being like riding a, a, a snowboard or something i don't know something to distract you for that moment because they know that it's not really going anywhere and that seems kind of lazy writing in my point because like they were having an emotional, not emotional, but like a, a like a coliseum type thing. I forgot they were like in a building and it blew up into the sky and there was fire and birds were things. I was like, what the heck is going on? This is not even, doesn't make any sense. Like, why can't they just be at church? Why can't they just go to school like they used to do? Why do we need corporate overlords and Mr. Burns getting married again? Like, it doesn't make any sense. I want to see Patty and Selma back. I want to see all of the other characters that we rarely ever see. I want to see what Cletus is up to. I want to see that stuff. I don't want them to constantly introduce new characters for one episode and then they're gone and they mean nothing. Like, for example, I mean, this is a rant. I'm not trying to get a rant. But, for example, what I really find fascinating is that they introduced Bart's teacher last season towards the end. And this season, we've only seen her once. I mean, we could have had like at least two episodes involving her. I want to see that interaction with Bart. I feel like she's not even a fully fleshed character. Mr. Miss Corboffle had such a like depressing, sad story, but also enlightening in the sense that she was still positive in the end. I mean, she was a fully developed character, and when we watched it, we cared about her, even though she is kind of a jerk. But it was she was just going through things, and she was venting out and stuff like that it was like a completely different thing than her i don't even know the name of the new teacher that's how few times i've seen her even though when i have seen her i did like her and i'm like okay cool i like her but can we have more of her in the show like so far they've introduced two or three new characters this season alone we're only in episode five and none of them are going to be repeated we have his neighbors that we've never seen before and never will see again now we have Persephone, which we'll never see again. Why? What is the point of that? It's very, very strange. And that's the reason why The Simpsons just doesn't have the same 
impact the Bob's Burgers is doing right now. And I feel like it should, they should be on par with each other, personally. Well, anyways, now I'm done with my rant for the day. <laughs> the next week we're going to have on season, uh, well, yeah, we're going to have the big, the big Bob's Burgers episode where we're going to get Jimmy Pesto back. And we learn about Zeke, a little like secret about Zeke. Uh, and the Simpsons, I forgot what it was. We'll find out when it happens. I just kind of forgot right now because I, I blacked out because I'm still worried about who's a voice actor for Jimmy Pesto. I've been having trouble sleeping because I'm staying up at night trying to do it. And then the next day I have to go to work. I'm like, eh. But whatever, that's life. I just really want to know who he is. I want to know if he's good. I'm really worried that his character is going to be completely different. I just want to know if it's going to sound the same. I just want to know what's going on with Jimmy Pesto. Well, um, yeah, don't forget. Uh, well, yeah, for, uh, one, I was going to mention that later. I was going to tell you like what the new schedule is. So thanks so much for listening today, and I hope you have a safe Halloween. I might have another episode soon because American Dad has a Halloween episode on Monday, which is today. And hopefully I can record it fast enough before Halloween Day. We'll see if I can do that if I'm that skilled. If I'm not that skilled, I'm sorry, but if I am that skilled, yay. Make sure to check out this Wednesday because it's going to be Simpsons Day and I'm going to cover another classic episode of The Simpsons. And then on Friday, it's Bob's Burgers Day and I will cover a classic episode of Bob's Burgers. That's going to be the new schedule for now on. So um, thank you so much for listening. And we're going to talk about next Sunday so many cool things because of the new voice of Jimmy Pesto. I'm going to be so jazzed. So make sure to follow me on Instagram at Ocean Avenue Podcast. Visit me at podcasterdonnie.com. Please leave a five-star rating if you can. It's free and it helps up so much for me. You don't understand. Thanks so much and hopefully we'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.